Well, folks, I want to welcome in everybody tuning in, part of our uh, live feed that we do on uh, Facebook. It's just find the page, John DePietro Show on Facebook. You can always click the like button. People say to me, now, what is this about clicking the like button? If you do that, then you get notified when we go live. And we were very live for, I should say, very active over the course of the weekend, um, especially with those frontline healthcare workers that, um, and they're looking for a choice. They're looking for a choice. And I think that's important that um, that, that and, and by the way, folks, it is, um, they, they are building momentum. They are absolutely building momentum. And for all those healthcare frontline workers who went to water fire and they were at the hospital and I, if you missed it, we do have the video up on both uh, on on the website petro.com But I I feel for them because um, and as we talked about last hour, if you heard our hour with uh, politics this week with Justin Katz, the fact that the media basically ignored them or tried to over the weekend, and no one you know, folks. I, again, I I am a member of the media, but. Um, the, the bias that is going on, it, it's not your imagination. Uh, I think it's a terrible bias that's taking place, <clears throat> and it shouldn't have to happen. It shouldn't have to go like that. But over the weekend was a good example, where on Saturday, for all those that went, um, hey, listen, Saturday was a nice afternoon. <clears throat> I had also, you know, different plans to do things, but I think it's an important story, and there's so many of them. And you know what? I'm glad I went Saturday afternoon for uh, from two to four because there's no other media that showed up. And I'll tell you, as someone that follows uh, and is in the news, that that was newsworthy. That was certainly newsworthy and worth being there. And they had a huge crowd. They had hundreds of people. Well, where was the media? They were at the state house. Now, they had an event entitled 500 Mom March or something like that. They had less than 100 people. They had less than 50 people. You know, Channel 10 showed a photo of this one sign and six people standing in front of the state house. That's where they were. Because God forbid, folks, with the media, oh, my God, they would never want to upset any of the activist groups that, that could then start protesting or calling them out. So they'd rather ignore 400 frontline healthcare workers at the hospitals. And I've never seen a protest like that. So that was unprecedented. That was news. And then if you saw some of the footage, and again, if you missed it, you can log on at the website, petro.com. <clears throat> How big was it? Well, it was more than hospital security could handle. And they actually called in Providence police. <clears throat> and I counted, the Providence police, they were called to go there, so they went there. But I counted over 10 to 12 police officers were there. Um, and obviously, they, there was no one arrested. There was no one giving them trouble. They were, you know, sending their message. But that alone, if you see the footage and the way the police were then blocking the entrance to the hospital, that's newsworthy. That that When's the last time that happened? Uh, never. So totally ignored. And then Saturday night at Waterfire, you know, the media won't even call out the fact that Governor McKee changed his plans. He was going to lead the torch to light the fire. He didn't do it because of the protesters, and they won't report it. 
the media, oh, healthcare workers being honored, they're protesting. There were more healthcare workers protesting than were there to either support those with the torches or that were being honored. No coverage on that at all. I mean, I'll tell you, folks, I mean, we know it's biased, but then they're always going the levels. And then, you know, one of the Tillerson stations wrote their story early. What does that mean? It means they take the statements. They know what's supposed to happen. So they report it like it happened. You know what? I'll just call it out because I was posting it. <clears throat> Channel 12 wrote their story early and they said, and then Governor McKee led the procession and let, well, actually he didn't do it. And they left it up. And I haven't, I think it's still up. That That's wrong. No, he was going to do it. But then because of the protesters, Governor McKee did not do it. That should be reflected that way. <clears throat> now, there were some people saying, I just think it's wrong that they kind of ruined the water fire. Well, you know, no one was complaining when, in fact, no one was complaining when Black Lives, well, at least no one publicly, when Black Lives Matter decided to invade Federal Hill. And decided last summer and they, well, you know, they should have the right to, they should have the right to get, well, then why can't, why can't it go both ways? Folks, the bias is just annoying to me. But I will tell you right now at 1216 on this Tuesday, I'm surprised. I'd like to think a lot of times I can, I'd like to think I can predict how the media is going to cover things. You know, it has to be newsworthy. But I have seen you know, less than 10 people at the state house because someone got shot in wherever, Ohio, Atlanta, fighting with police and Black Lives Matters there. And even if there's just nine of them and all three TV stations, one time they even came down from Boston. Oh, you know, it's so important to cover Black Lives Matter because they're protesting that someone was shot in Rochester. Here you have 400 nurses and healthcare workers, no coverage. How is that fear? How is that news? How is that balanced? You know, when I didn't see, I was, you know, Saturday at the hospital, I was actually like, I, you know, and I was even saying, if you saw some of the live stream, I was saying, you know, I'm, I am actually surprised. I mean, this is a really good turnout. It's different. It's not at the state house. It's at the hospital. Police are taking it seriously. They've got 12 to 15 Providence police officers here, plus the hospital security. It was a large turnout. They had a large support from the horn hunking and so forth. And then no media. Where was the media? Oh, time out. Wait a minute. There were six people for Black Lives Matter at the Rhode Island State House. Well, you can't, you can't go cover the health care workers. Not if you have Black Lives Matter protesting at the state house. Well, we have to go cover that. We don't want to offend them. We don't want them showing up at the TV station protesting. Now, there is a big development, though, with, in fact, big development with the frontline workers. And I'm going to tell you about it, folks, but I want to stay on schedule. This portion of the program is brought to you by PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. Rhode Island's number one garden center is open. Remember, boy, fall is on the way. Homegrown fall mums and kale, 4-inch, 12-inch pots, 10 to 12-inch hanging mums, ornamental peppers. Look for them on Facebook. PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center, 3688 Quaker Lane in North Kingstown, right off of Route 4. They have a great Facebook page. Stop off and see them. And folks, also, 
September is Suicide Awareness Month. And especially for men. There is a new program and a new website, mantherapy.org. Mantherapy.org, 20-point head inspection. You know, this is actually something that's been bubbling under the surface. But there are many men, middle-aged and older, who see no way out. And sadly, dealing with, you know, anger or sadness and stress and feel that they don't know how to deal with tough life situations. Well, log on, mentherapy.org. All right, I want to go to, because there is a big development with this, and I want to give uh, credit to Channel 12. Folks, if you want to hear the latest on Mayor Alorza, more people are speaking about it. I talked about it on Friday. We were the first ones, of course, out of the box on it. The rest of the media follows when they follow. But what he is doing is completely disgraceful. And I'm glad, even now, Channel um, Channel 12 has the story. Providence leaders puzzled by Alors' decision to appoint a rec director as a police major. Folks, the real story is on DePetro.com. And I'm going to get to that in a moment. But the real story is on DePetro.com. This guy is going to run work on his gubernatorial campaign. This guy... Michael Stevens, who has no business, he's, he's a high-level college ref. I have nothing against the guy. He is a high-level college basketball referee. However, he hurt his knees, got serious knee trouble. He has to have it operated on. Suddenly, he's not going to be working. What does the lawyers say? I'm going to make you a police major. No police training, won't carry a gun, doesn't arrest anyone. That way, I will pay you, the city will pay you, and... You're going to work on my gubernatorial campaign. This Alorza is the worst. But let's get to, there is a big development now, and that is that 33 reps have signed on to a letter calling on Governor McKee to end this vaccine mandate, where all these frontline workers would lose their job coming up less than a month, October 1st. Channel 12, Ted Nisi has some of the story. I want to play some of it right now, folks. This is the Channel 12 story on it. 12 News Now on WPRI.com. I'm Ted Nisi. Well, the, the debate over Governor Dan McKee and the Rhode Island Department of Health mandating vaccinations for all Rhode Island health care workers by October 1st is heating up. This morning, we have a letter from 33 state representatives, Democrats and Republicans, urging McKee and the Health Department to amend that mandate. They're very, uh, they very much want the word amend to be used, not scrap, because they say that it's going to lead to a number of health workers losing their jobs because they don't want to get vaccinated. While they don't put forward any specific recommendations, they say McKee and the health department should come up with some alternative uh, way for these workers to remain employed, even if they choose not to get the shots. Obviously, this is a, a highly controversial issue. We've seen protests from some of the health workers who don't want to have to get vaccinated, but we're continuing to see hospital executives and others say it's necessary for public health. Uh, we're waiting to see how the McKee administration responds to this, whether there will be any flexibility with the mandate only a few weeks today, oh, excuse me, the mandate only a few weeks away. However, these lawmakers are saying if McKee and the health department don't act, they want the General Assembly to return and make the changes on their own. We'll be continuing to track this and all the news on vaccinations on WPRI.com. For now, I'm Ted Nisi, 12 News. You know, that's a very comprehensive report, folks, and that is, without question, a game changer 
for Governor McKee, because now he's got a decision to make. Now, his press briefing is coming up today at 2 o'clock. Now, that's not the COVID briefing that he does, but that is where, again, he's going to have to uh, face the media. But Saturday night, as I went, and if you haven't seen it, we have the uh, footage on the website, DePetro.com. Um, you had hundreds of frontline workers, healthcare workers, who went to uh, Water Fire. And basically, they went to Water Fire to confront the governor. And Governor McKee was supposed to be at Water Fire. But because of the protesters, uh, unless there was some other reason we're unaware of, he bagged out of it. And instead, they had the lieutenant governor go and light the torch. Now, that's news. But what I am astounded at is this is supposed to be a water fire Saturday night in Providence. And it was a beautiful night to honor frontline workers who have been on the front line during COVID. Honor, as they call them, our frontline heroes and everything else. No Dr. Nicole Alexander Scott. McKee apparently was there and then left. He addressed some of them and then he bagged out. He was not part of the procession. If he was part of the procession, he would have had to face the protesters. Now, I don't know why he was there. Meaning, I don't know why he left and didn't light the torch. So I'm speculating on that. Perhaps there was another reason. Maybe there was going to be a change. I'm just saying they sent out a statement that he was going to lead the procession and light the torch. That plan changed. They did not send anything out to address why. So to be fair, now Channel 12 still reported Governor Dan McKee led the procession. Well, no, he didn't lead the procession. He was supposed to lead the procession, but he did not lead the procession. I was there. I filmed it. You can see it on DePetro.com. And don't forget, folks, DePetro.com, which is brought to you by Soul Source Restoration. Remember, for storm damage. Fire damage, water damage, you can depend on sole source restoration. There's a link right at the website serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts. Sole source restoration. Folks, again, a lot of people still dealing with some of the effects of the storm. You can call Mike Seepy and his crew, 401 712 2700. 401 712 2700. Sole source restoration. And folks, by the way, when you're. Um, on the website to petro.com. We also have a story that I haven't seen anyone else have yet, but uh, these vaccine mandates that are happening. Narragansett Bay Commission is now, they're a, a quasi public agency, and they've announced that to be part or on the bay, you now have to be vaccinated. Now, I mean, I don't know enough about that. that doesn't seem to make sense to me. I would think you're safe out on the bay. But, you know, this is the problem is when you start these mandates, then there's there's no way to kind of stop it. It all just starts to steamroll. And again, folks, uh, check it out on DePetro.com, which is brought to you by the end zone. Remember, the end zone in Cumberland, clean, friendly, family owned, karaoke Friday, Saturday nights. They have the NFL ticket. On Sundays, kitchen will be open uh, during uh, Friday, Saturday, and also on Sunday. But stop in and see them because the NFL season kicks off now Thursday night. Stop in and see them at the end zone, 960 Menden Road in Cumberland. Dana and his crew, they have a great uh, spot there and a great crew. And again, 
uh, people like the suburban places, you can find the link right at the website, which is petro.com. So this is a big development. And now, if you're listing right now, and you are, in fact, a frontline worker, and you're a healthcare worker, and I know there's a lot of them that are watching. And by the way, thank you to so many of you that have said, John, thank you so much. You're the only member of the media that came out and covered a Saturday and accurately portrayed what happened Saturday night at Water Fire. Um, folks, I, you know, I appreciate that, but it is, is one of the dangers with um, when, you're, when you're trying to do something on a weekend, the news crews have a skeleton staff. Now, again, I want, let me just check just for laughs, and then I will talk about the Alorza story that, that is, I hope it's not going to lose momentum. I just want to check, and again, I like the people at Channel 12, and I have nothing against the people at Channel 12. I'm not trying to give them a, a hard time. Um, but I wanted to see if they corrected their story, because th- this is when people start to lose faith. I see they have the story, 500 women walk against gun violence held in Providence. Well, that's deceiving because they didn't have 500 women. They had less than 50. So I have a feeling water fire. This is I'm on the Channel 12 website. Water fire honors COVID-19 heroes first lighting since pandemic. A torch procession consisting of 100 first responders and other essential workers kicked off after sunset led by Governor Dan McKee. That did not happen. He was there. Apparently, he was there. He was there earlier and addressed them. I filmed the procession. He wasn't there. And it looks like Channel 12 is not going to correct their story. I get what happened, I'll tell you, which is the McKee people sent a statement. Somebody on Channel 12, I think his name is Carl Sisson. I don't know who that is. Um, posted it, and they didn't think for any reason that it would be changing, but it did change. It's it's not the end of the world. It's not the end of the world, but he didn't, there's a story there that why did he not lead the procession? Is it because there were protesters there? It's possible, but he did not lead the procession. It's still wrong on the Channel 12 website. Again, I I know what it's like sometimes. I have posted things that are wrong and I've had to correct them on petro.com. It's not pleasant. It's the worst feeling in the world. It's happened. Sometimes things change or you make a mistake. Whoever did that needs to update it. All right. So this letter that was sent uh, started by Representative Arthur Corvisi of North Providence. So, folks, if what I want to say was if you're listing right now and you are a healthcare worker, uh, what needs to happen is they need to reach out and have people reach out to their um, to their rep. So the only Republican rep who has not signed it, the only one that did not sign it is Republican, is Bob Rand Fenton Fung, who I think is a, a health care worker. So she did not sign it. But you can, um, the list is out there. Actually, I thought initially that it was right there on the Channel 12 website. I did not see it right there, but I I did see it earlier. And let me just um, pull it up because it's important because I want you to listen. If you are one of those people, folks, that's the thing. I'm I'm saying 
I believe, I know that a lot of the frontline workers have been focusing on Governor McKee. I believe the, the game has changed. And I think what you want to do now is focus on the reps. You have 33 reps. You need that number to increase. You need 33 to become 35, to become 43. It's a bipartisan letter. It's a bipartisan letter. All right, I will post it, um, the letter, because it has all the names. And what they're asking is, instead of putting all these people out of work, instead to try to come up with some kind of compromise on this mandate. So who has signed it? Representative Tom Norrett, Representative Julie Casmero of North Kingston, Representative Patricia Serper of West Warwick, Deborah Fiala of Johnston, Charlene Lemer of Cranston, Gregory Constantino of Lincoln, Stephen Casey of Winsocket signed it, Representative Carlos Tubin of Pawtucket, Grace Diaz of Providence, Anastasia Williams of Providence, Camilla Villa Wilkinson of Warwick, Robert Phillips, I don't know where he's from, William O'Brien, I think Pawtucket, Cravens, North Kingstown, Ed Cardillo, not sure, Bernard Hawkins, I don't know, Mary Duffery Messier, I don't know who she is, Sam Orazio, I don't know who he is, Stephen Lima, Ramon Perez, Providence, James McLaughlin, I don't remember. Nathan Bia, I think Providence. Ray Hull is Providence. Blake Filippi, Republican. Newberry, Republican. Chippendale, David Place, Burville, Quatucci is Cranston, I think. Sherry Roberts, George Nardone, Patricia Morgan, Justin Price. Folks, the point is, if your rep is not on that, you need to contact them. If you are a frontline worker, I'm saying, I believe the strategy now. See, they're saying they want... If Governor McKee is not going to compromise on these mandates, that they want Speaker Sakachi to reconvene the General Assembly and try to work out some kind of a compromise. So Representative Arthur Corvisi of North Providence, he seems to be the leader. He seems to be the leader. So um, he is a, I think it's fair to say he's a moderate Dem. I don't agree with him on everything, but on this particular situation, he um, seems to be leading the charge on it. And right now it's 33, the deadline. Now, Massachusetts deadline is October 31st, by the way. So Governor McKee is October 1st. So somebody, someone within the McKee administration or Department of Health, um, I think you could say kind of screwed up by uh, by um, by putting it, you know, why why are they had a month ahead of Massachusetts? So Corvese sent it out. It is sent from the uh, state house. They have thirty three reps. The goal is you need thirty four. Then you need thirty five. Then you need forty, and you need to start to work from there and put pressure on your particular rep. That's what I believe. Because the more momentum they have, that's going to force Governor McKee's hand. Governor McKee, we'll see what he says at 2 o'clock, but he's in a little bit of a bind because um, because the way this is now breaking out, uh, this is 
that that to me is is the strategy to to win. That is the strategy in order to, you know, get a delay. <clears throat> Maybe they say, all right, we're going to go to October 31st, like Massachusetts. Um, what if you are one of those frontline workers, what do you need? You need time. You need a delay. And I believe that's the way that you um, should approach it. Folks, right now at 1235. Now, again, I want to get to the Alorza thing because this is going to build. This is not going to go away. He tried to pull a fast one, do the Friday afternoon dump before uh, Labor Day weekend, and it's failing. But this portion of the program, folks, is brought to you by R.E. Kogan and Heating. Boy, Central Air is the way to go. 401-732-6562. 24-hour emergency service. R.E. Coogan and Heating. Helpful, trustworthy, reliable. As Coogie says, let us into your home. Don't fix it alone. Plumbing, heating, cooling, residential services. R.E. Coogan and Heating. Call them today. 401-732-6562. 401-732-6562. R.E. Coogan and Heating. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show is brought to you by the Centerdale Revival. Stop in and see Shane and Company. Comfort Food Cocktails. Uh, winner of several Rhode Island Monthly Awards. 2025 Smith Street in North Providence. All right, I want to get to the... Um, the, the situation, folks, with Mayor Lorza, and I'm going to stand by, I think, the real stories on DePetro.com. But I do want to hear some of the audio. This is where he has appointed someone to be a police major who has no background in policing at all. Zero. I'm going to, uh, this is what the media wants. Lorza did this because of the color of his skin. He did. And then the media is asking certain members of the community, black activists, what do you think of this appointment? He appointed him to be a major in the police department because he's African-American, period. There's no, why else would you, would the media then be asking Black Lives Matter and some of the others about what do you think of the pick? Because they've been demanding, they want a black, someone who's a person of color to be appointed major. Alorza did that, but he didn't appoint a police officer. He appointed his his friend, Michael Stevens, who runs the basketball leagues and the rec program and the mayor's golf tournament. And he's also going to count on him to help him work on his gubernatorial campaign. All right, let me see. This is uh, the Channel 12 story on it. Known law enforcement experience. Mayor Lorza has tapped a recreation director to fill this new role. Kayla Fish live in our control room this morning with more details on this position and the mixed reaction to this decision. Kayla. Hey, good morning, Patrick. Michael Stevens is now one of five majors within the Providence Police Department, and he's serving as the city's first community relations and diversion services major. It's a position that was first announced back in January. Now, according to the police chief, this is a position with no uniform, no powers of arrest, and no weapon. Instead, Mayor Alorza says Stevens will, quote, continue to serve as a relationship builder, strengthening and expanding the connections between our community and police department. The move is drawing criticism from many, including Providence City Council President John Igliozzi, who says it's particularly unfair to the other trained officers on the police force. The chairman of the National Association of Black Law Enforcement Officers tells 12 News while the idea may have been correct, he says the process was wrong. If you're going to direct the activities of police officers, you need to understand fully 
what their job is. The selection as well shows a, a, a deep level of disrespect and demeaning uh, of the, the qualifications of each and every African-American officer that was a candidate for this position. Now, 12 News did reach out to Stevens directly for comment, but a city spokesperson tells us that he's currently on vacation and oh. will get back to us once he oh, returns. Okay. In the meantime, the wow. leader of Black Lives Matter Political Action Committee is calling Stevens' appointment a step in the right direction. You can hear more on their perspective coming up in about 30 minutes from now. For now, live in the control room this morning, I'm Kayla Fitch. Now, I want to play the. Oh, he's on vacation. He's on vacation. He's the wreck director for the for the city and runs basketball leagues and 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 the golf tournament he's on vacation excuse me he's basically his job is being on vacation see i i've heard good things about this michael stevens but this is a joke this is a disaster he's on vacation you just got appointed to be an mate and folks and again not that there's nothing wrong but not even a college grad went to central has no law enforcement experience. What is so outrageous is Mayor Lords is saying, listen, they want a black person to be appointed one of five majors. I got I found a black person. I mean, no, excuse me. They wanted representation from within the force. That's how insulting this is. I wanted to see Mayor Alorza Jorge Elijah Saturday night at Waterfire. Of course, he was a no show. He is just a mess. Now, I want to hear this person you're about to hear. And I know who they got the comment from. It's that Harrison Tuttle. 12 news. Listen, they're not even, I, I already know. They're not even going to mention that this is the guy that called a rally in March. And, and people showed up with handguns. They won't call him out on that. This is the same individual that posted that 20 children were nearly beaten to death in late June on Sale Street by Providence Police. Complete lie. They won't call him out on it. He's the same individual who then said white supremacists tried to burn down Taffy like Candy's house. Complete lie. They won't call him out on it. Let's hear how they do this. The newest member of the Providence Police Department drawing some criticism from within the capital city. Michael Stevens, who used to work in Parks and Rec, has been appointed by Mayor Alorza to serve as a police major. 12 News reporter Kayla Fish is joining us. And Kayla, there are some people who are seeing this as a positive move. Yeah, that's right, Danielle. The leader of Black Lives Matter Political Action Committee here... Rhode Island says the mayor took a step in the right direction when he appointed Michael Stevens, who has no known law enforcement experience, as a new major within the police department. Now, I want to take you back into January when 12 News first reported on the creation of this new position titled the Community Relations and Diversion Services Major. The position was described as someone who would build and strengthen trust within the community and aim to create interventions designed to reduce responses to calls that were more appropriate for specialized services like mental health. The announcement came as city leaders were discussing ways to divert certain calls away from police and to other social service agencies. See, this is like the joke of call a social worker. Notice there's no mention about the leader of Black Lives Matter and the lies he put forward. And on top of that, there's no mention 
and I don't know this reporter. Folks, it's the real story is on DePetro.com. This guy needs his knee operated on. And he can't be a referee this year. So he needs to earn money other than just from whatever he makes running the basketball leagues. His life has been he balances the rec job with the city, and then they let him go and ref these games. He can't rep the games. He can't referee. So Lord says, I know what we'll do. We're going to give you a six-figure salary to be a police major. That's how insulting it is. And by the way, that's what happened. And you're going to work on my gubernatorial campaign. Mayor Lorza, just be very clear. I know people are saying I would never vote for him. And I get that. Guess what? He's not looking for your vote. His path to victory, told him by consultants, is strong Latino vote, excuse me, and the African-American vote. Since Alorza was told that by a consultant, and they polled it, his path to winning the Democrat primary in capturing Providence, when he learned you need to overwhelmingly win the African-American vote, number one, he took the name Providence Plantation off the city. Number two, he announced he wanted to start giving reparations. Number three, he painted Black Lives Matter down by Kennedy Plaza. Four, he did in fact announce, we have our lottery winners. They will now receive money each month for choosing not to work. Is that four or five, six? Now he names this guy who has inroads because he's coached all these kids in the community. Now we're gonna pay you all this money under the title of police major, but your real job is going to be working on my campaign. It's corrupt, it's wrong. We're calling them out. The rest of the media needs to. To handle them. The leader of Black Lives Matter Political Action Committee is commending the mayor for choosing Stevens for this role. I think that this will breed a sense of comfortability with people in Providence because they know that this person has spent his entire life centered around. This guy lives in Cranston. What does he know about the people of Providence? He grew up in Cranston. He lives in Cranston. What, why are they even going to him for blanking comment is another story. Notice no mention of the lies told about Sale Street. No mention of the handgun. Nothing like that. It's all fluff when it comes to dealing with these groups. The best interests of them. Um, and I think when people look for public safety, they look for people that they are close with and have relationships with this. Now, this decision has faced plenty of pushback as well. From Again, they can talk to whoever they want. I know how it works. Listen, they can say, listen, Juan, you do your story. We're going to do our story. I'm just saying, why not call it out that you're putting a basketball referee in a major's position when you only have five of them? You have five majors. One of them is now basically a ref. So let's just rewind the clock. One month ago, Canton Street, right off Chuckstone, Providence police officer called. And as he, for domestic, four o'clock in the morning, as he's coming down the street, he's met with gunfire. What is that guy going to do? Get out and blow his whistle? Issue a tech? That's it. You're, you, gotta, you just got to foul. Like, what is this? What are they talking about? He should not be a major with the police department. And and no one, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to allow this business of, well, you know, this is race. That, no, he doesn't belong there. He was chosen because his race. 
He was chosen because of his race. Let's let's not pretend. Let's 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 not pretend it's something else. He was chosen because of his race. Period. End of story. So let's not pretend it's something else. That's why he was chosen. He should not be a police officer. Mayor Alorza, if he wanted to appoint someone who is a person of color to be a major within the Providence Police Department, at the very least, you choose someone with a police background, the proper appointment would have been someone who is probably like chain of command would have been a captain because the captain is below major. Now, if he had chosen a lieutenant, that would have been overstepping one of the captains. But what is ludicrous, see, this guy shouldn't have been, Alorza, folks, he shouldn't be mayor. He's an embarrassment. You got to face the community and he's in hiding. But how comical is that? The guy they chose, so he's away on vacation. You know, he gets named to a six-figure position within the Providence Police Department. And his reaction, oh, well, we're going on vacation. Yeah, you wouldn't want to cancel that. Folks, you see the pattern there? Alorza is in Storyland, New Hampshire, the city is falling apart. He doesn't come back. Why? No, I'm on vacation. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro show, I want to appeal if you're listening right now, and if you were in an auto accident, motorcycle accident, slip and fall, workplace injury, domestic abuse, dog bite, hey, you need a fighter. You need Jack Calvino. Fight back. Call Jack. 401-785-9400. 401-785-9400 or online at fightback calljack.com. He has 50 years personal experience, 100 years total combined for the staff. Folks, Jack Calvino, listen, take advantage right now, free consultation on this Tuesday, 401-785-9400 or online at fightbackcalljack.com. This portion of the John DePietro Show is brought to you by the Coincid Inn, a great meal, a feast, is waiting for you at the Coesed Inn, 226 Coesed Avenue in West Work. There's a direct link right at the website, which is to Pedro.com. Listen, there are so many different instances and what ifs I could give you about the Alorza thing, right? There's so many different things. What if he was appointing someone who was like a very attractive female? Oh, wow. Boy, that's different. Kelly Bates. So, friends, this is it. I want to want to let you know I am no longer employed by NBC 10. Thank you for everything over the 20 years. Wow. Huh. So she's out. Boy, 10 must be doing some cleaning of house. Hmm. Very interesting. Kelly Bates. She just won the Rhode Island Monthly thing. Hmm. Very interesting. Um, <clears throat> getting back to the Alorza thing, what, what I wanted to mention was where let's, I mean, it, if, if this was, this is the equivalent of Mayor Alorza announcing his campaign, a campaign person is going to now, you know, be a major within the police department. And it's wrong in the media should, you know, the real question that should be asked, I believe, is it's actually a simple one. Was he chosen because of the color of his skin? 
And there's no way to say that he wasn't. Um, he absolutely was. So once you get to that, now the question is, why was, why was he the person chosen? Why was he the person chosen? There's a civilian position the mayor of Larsa could put him in. It probably doesn't pay as much. The thing about naming this person um, to be, in fact, Michael Stevens, to be a member, to be a member of the Providence Police Department is, you know, let's, there's no way you can't get rid of him. You cannot get rid of a major on the police department. It's a non-union position. He's then, um, you know, because it's an appointed position. So Alorza basically is tapping his friend to be, um, you know, he just basically gave him like a job for life. Within the police department of which he has no experience. But see, this is part of it has to be the coverage. Now, I will look. To see when Mayor Lorza is somewhere public. I thought I might see him Saturday night at Waterfire. And of course, being the coward that he is, he pulled a no-show. Um, but I will seek him out because it's absolutely it and it and he he picked that this man for one reason. And and I agree. Now this guy agreed to it though, and they're friends. Alorza appoints Providence Recreation Director to be a police major. But he he's a clown. Alorza is a total clown. He is. I don't respect the guy. He never should have been elected. So he's been nothing short of a disaster. All right, I want to hear. This is, um, folks, the Channel 10 piece now on Alorza. Wow, Kelly Bates. Kelly Bates. Boy, after Labor Day they announced it? I don't get that. Why wasn't she told Friday at 5 o'clock? All right, here's the um, Channel 10 story. ...of a new major creating controversy with the Providence Police Department. Mayor Jorge Alorza selecting a civilian with no prior law enforcement experience for the position. Now some on the city council want to change his title. NBC 10's Kelly O'Neill live outside of Providence Police Headquarters with the concerns. Kelly. And Tyler, the mayor appointed Michael Stevens to that new role in the city. While he will not be uniformed or carrying a gun, his lack of law enforcement experience is garnering some criticism. It sends mixed signals. It demoralizes the rank and file. And it confuses the community. Providence Mayor Jorge Lorza coming under fire for appointing city's park and recreation director Michael Stevens as a police department's community relations and diversion services major. According to the job description, he will report directly to the chief of police, supervise a training bureau and training academy, and lead the recruitment, selection, and retention and training of all future recruits. He'll also assess what services are dispatched for mental health calls. His background, his experience, and his qualifications. Make him the ideal candidate for it. Stevens has worked for the city of Providence for 24 years, Joe. named the director of recreation services in 2015, and was eventually given a key to the city from the mayor. He's also an esteemed NCAA basketball referee with several Final Four appearances. His new role designed to build and strengthen trust and respect within the community that some say is crucial right now. I think that this is one of the first steps to really having a new voice um, 
and, and the Providence Police Department. Let me just say, Mr. Stevens is very capable and has the ability to do the community liaison position. But we need to change the title. City Council President John Igliosi said it was the council's understanding this would be a promotional opportunity for a minority police officer to rise up in the ranks. The Providence Police Union also criticizing the mayor, saying in part, this sets a bad precedent for future appointments of individuals who have no law enforcement experience in positions that are clearly for it. They did a major misstep here. Um, I think we still have time to recover. Um, we need to change the title. We tailor the position so there's no more confusion between the police department and the community. He's right. This position is exactly what it is. He's right. A public safety community liaison position, not a police major in the Bronx Police Department. And we reached out to Michael Stevens today for a request for comment, but did not hear back. Live in Providence, Kelly O'Neill, NBC 10 News. Well, he's on vacation, so you're not going to hear back from him, you know, not to make himself available. Well... Again, folks, what is um, what is just outrageous here? And John Igliosi is right as far as the title needs to be changed. That should not stay the way it is in any way. I'm also I am uh, just saying, wow, Kelly Bates out at Channel Ten, huh? No warning, no warning at all. Um. I'm also seeing a headline. NFL return to normal season doesn't look so normal yet. League had secret COVID plan. They didn't need one. Uh, Fauci, how about Dr. Fauci blast the packed college stadiums? The college fans over the weekend, I can't say exactly what they were chanting, but at a lot of different college stadiums, they were chanting blank Joe Biden. Now, these are college students, uh, most of them. You know, immune from the whole thing of COVID. And that really was an opportunity for them to uh, send a message to the commander in chief. Biden and his presidency is just absolutely going down in flames right now. Um, His approval ratings are, they call it, he's underwater. His disapproval rating is higher than his approval rating. But I am... um, I am shocked about the Kelly Bates thing. Wow. Kelly Bates. So, friends, this is it. I want to let you know I'm no longer employed by NBC10. Wow. Well, she goes out very graceful. That is too bad. And then someone tweeted at him, I'm so sorry to hear that. I hope you find another job very fast. Kelly Bates said, me too. Um. This is um, again. It's it's uh, it's local. Something I think is going on at Channel Ten because I'm hearing of a number of people that that are leaving. So something is is in the works there. I don't know. Uh, I don't know exactly, but so. But that is so. That is. Listen, she is very well known. She is, and as I said, she's won that Rhode Island Monthly Award, voted uh, many, many times. So that is definitely different. Kelly Bates of Channel 10 is out. Wow. And she sounds like she was caught off guard. So it sounds like they are trimming things at Channel 10. 
again, normally I, I know there are some other reporters that are leaving there. So I don't know. Maybe it's, it's within all of Sinclair that this is happening, who's the owner of Channel 10. But that is um, that seemingly caught her and many other people off guard. Now, folks, again, it's Tuesday. It is September 7th. Good afternoon. It's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Now, uh, uh, next hour is radio only. Right now it's 1259. We're going to break for the 1 o'clock news. Next hour, radio only, AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at my website, which is topetro.com. Then you just click listen live. And then once you go inside there, it's on the left-hand side, you just click the play button. And folks, it's crystal clear audio. But this story about the frontline workers, it's building. The General Assembly are not content to let this just happen. And so uh, we're going to have more on that going into next hour that um that the 33 reps have signed on 33 reps have signed on and they are urging governor mckee to rethink his covid uh, mandate as far as october 1st uh, otherwise he's going to terminate the frontline workers all right we'll be back on the other side after the one o'clock news